This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Let's have all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Yes, I'm Delta Work, and it's the one-year anniversary of Very Delta. Dita Ritz is here, but first... You want to see me go off? Do you want to see me go off? Do you want to see me go off? Because I think you want to see me go off. Go off. Go off. Go off. Go off. M. Oh. M. Mom! Woo! Are you a lady like me? Introspective, beautiful. Oh, are you intellectual like me? Beguiled by a bargain? You like wild times? Oh, like me? Are you serving the community like me? Well, if you are, then you must be very Delta. I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Delta a luxury public access podcast and YouTube talk show where I look gorgeous, speak extemporaneously, and invite fascinating people to sit on the couch and get Very Delta. Very Delta is for the woman who celebrates anniversaries with an icy glass of sun tea and a Claire Sandra by Lucianne Beverly Hills Penoir. But first, let's get into some things that are Very Delta. Is it worth it? Let me work it. Put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Is it worth it? Let me work it. Put my thing down, flip it, and then reverse it. Okay? You know what I don't want to do? I don't want to jump on a call. I do not think there's really ever a need, aside from an emergency, to be on a call. Unless it's a FaceTime with a couple of friends, like a handful of people that I know, I do love to have a FaceTime. But they are usually very forgiving and they know that I'm going to be like this, laying in my yellow chair, like my most comfortable spot. Or I'm going to be laying on the bed and I'm probably going to like prop a couple of toss pillows around me so it looks like the bed is made up. Um, But they get it. They know that the bed is not made up and the cat is laying in the crook of my back and all of that. Um, But I don't want to jump on a call about anything business related. Most phone calls absolutely could be emails. They don't even need to be emails. They could just be texts. All I need to know is who, what, where, when, why, and how. So if we need to work on something for the next day, somebody can just send me a text and say, tomorrow I need for you to bring the macaroni salad that you said you were going to bring. That's it. Uh, If they need a little more information, it could be, there's going to be about 12 people coming tomorrow. I know I said it was going to be eight. Just be mindful for the macaroni salad portion. Like that's, that's enough. If somebody wants to engage with me and they're like, hey, we think you would be a great fit for this project. All I need is who what, where, when, why, how. Okay, so I need to know who you are and uh, what this is, where it's going to be, why am I a fit? And then how involves how we're going to facilitate this. How much money is going to be involved? How much work do I have to put into it? What do I have to do on the back end? What's behind the paywall? What are all of the things that go into this being a good fit for me? Then, if we really need to work out the kinks after I agree to whatever this is, then we can jump on a call. But if you want to jump on a call immediately with who, what, where, when, 
why, and how before all of that, that's because you have a hard sell. You want me to be on the phone with you because you want to be able to sneak in all these little things and say, well, I told you, I just, you just forgot that part. No, I didn't forget the part where you were cheating me out of money. No, I didn't forget the part where you were trying to squeeze in that I need to be at this event for an additional three hours walking around being color at the party. Um, no, I didn't forget that you were trying to tell me that four people that I absolutely despise are going to be at a social event. Um, that's what you're trying to like squeeze in. They're like, oh, well, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be cute. You're going to love it. We're just going to be hanging out. It's just going to be like a bunch of friends. And, um, I told so-and-so they could bring, um, like whoever, but then when I get there and it all falls to shit. And a bunch of people I don't like are there eating my macaroni salad. You say to me, I told you they were going to be here. No, you told me that it was just going to be some friends. And you told a couple of people they could bring someone else. You knew who they were going to bring. But you knew that I would get crazy. And see, what you seem to forget is that I'm that bitch that doesn't say goodbye at a party. I'll just leave. You can keep my bowl. You can keep all of it. I'll just take off. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if somebody's like, oh, she didn't say goodbye to me. Oh, oh, well, oh, well, catch you on the flip. I don't know where I'm going to see you next time, but you know what? I'm out here in these streets. You'll see me somewhere. And when you see me next time, you say, oh, I didn't see, I didn't, you didn't say goodbye. I didn't know you left. Oh, I know because I knew that I would see you again. And I knew that, you know, you would know, I knew that you would know that I didn't just like go run into the streets and get hit by a car. I, I figured that you would realize that I had enough of all the shenanigans, the tomfoolery and the run amuckness of what was going on. And you knew that like I had to dismiss myself because I don't want to go places. I'm that person that will always ask, who's going to be over there? I need to know that. That, that question has to be answered. And that's why I only go to certain places and I only fuck with certain people because they will answer that question very clearly to me. Hey, I'm just letting you know so-and-so is going to be there. They're probably going to get there about this time. So if you want to come, just know they're going to be there. If you need to leave before that, I fucking get it. Like, that's just the way it is. Like, I need all that information. And so when people want to jump on a phone call, this is one of those situations where it's going to be that hard sell where they're going to be like, well, I just want to talk about the party. But then they kind of leave shit out, right? They leave a little bit of stuff out. I hang out with people that will always... Uh, do this thing. And it's not that big of a deal. It's just a funny thing. They'll change up the menu. And then I realize that my shit doesn't match the menu. And then I feel funny about it. I mean, everyone's going to eat it. It's not that big of a deal. But like, you know, I don't mind changing what I'm supposed to bring at the last minute. Just give me like, you know, I don't know, 12 hours, even not even 24 hours. I could run to the store. Um, jumping on a phone call doesn't leave a receipt. And that's the problem. People want to say, well, I, I told you when we were on the phone, but there's no documentation of that. That's why I need a text message that says, hi, Delta, we are doing X, Y, and Z. These are the reasons why we're going to do it and why we're inviting you. These are the things that we think that you're going to garner from this. This is how long it's going to be. This is X, Y, Z. That way I can go back and refer to it, Right. And why do people smash other people's faces into birthday cakes, anniversary cakes, wedding cakes? Why is that funny? Who is laughing at that? Who is so limited in what they find funny? Who is so unrefined in humor, experience, laughter that they were they would say to them that they would say to themselves today at the birthday I'm going to smash the birthday person's face into the cake and we're all going to laugh. It's going to be so hilarious. It's so funny. I bet no one's ever thought of that. It's going to be so funny to watch the investment of this birthday cake be shot all to hell. It's going to be funny to watch somebody not be able to come back from that and have to take all their pictures with lard and powdered sugar rubbed all over their face, in their contact lenses, in their hair, on their clothes. It's going to be so funny that after we're done with that, they're going to have a wedding dress with just food all over it. And they're going to spend the rest of their night going like this. Oh, sorry. Oh, that is so stupid. That is such a dick move. Nobody finds out. You know who finds out funny? You and your, your, you, you know who, you know who finds out funny? You and your stupid friends. 
you and your stupid friends. Nobody else is finding that funny. Find something else to laugh about. Somebody spent money on the cake. Somebody wants to have really great pictures. Somebody wants to have a really good time. And you have to come in like a doofus. I'm going to smash your face in there. If I was getting married and my husband smashed my face into a wedding cake or like that piece and went like that, I would snap his fucking neck so hard and I would go fuck his boyfriend. I would go fuck his best friend. If my husband did that to me, I would fucking snap his neck and I would go fuck his best man. That is bullshit. That's not funny. It's not cute. It's like, it's not even 13 year old. I know 13 year olds who behave better than that. That is so stupid. Who is doing that still? Why is that funny? I've seen videos of people doing that. And like little kids going buck wild. And I'm so happy when they do. I saw a little girl. Somebody did that to her and she looked up and she started crying. And then she just got the strength within herself. And she picked up this half sheet cake and fucking smashed it. And she started smashing all the toys. And I was like, you know what? Good for you. Good for you. You tell all these people to fuck off. All these people that are laughing at you. Tell them to kiss your ass right in the crack. And what about at parties when people are like using it as a flex when the gift they gave someone caused them to cry? Like, I understand having a connection with somebody and saying, I'm going to give someone something of sentimental value. I really want them to love it. Uh, I want them to feel great. I want them to know that I remembered them. Like, that's the point of gift giving. But then there's always these people that like they have this major flex. They have their phone out. And they're like, oh, my God, he's crying. Don't be embarrassed because you're crying. I knew I was going to get him to cry. I knew I was going to get her to cry. Look, she's crying. Oh, my God. Mom, are you crying? Mom is totally crying. I cannot believe it. I always get her to cry. Why is that a flex? Like, I understand being like knowing that you really took somebody there because you have a shared experience with this letter opener or this uh, book of Psalms or whatever it is that is important in your family or something they knew that you worked really, really, really hard to afford for them. Um, that that's that's amazing. That's beautiful to have to be that that moved by something. But when you set out to be like, who's going to make so and so cry? Like it takes the value away from it. It takes away from what somebody else did, what somebody else's gift was like, oh, mine was a gift that moved you more than their gift. It, it should never be a competition when you're giving gifts to somebody to see who topped somebody more, who spent more, who bought more, who, who, uh, well, I, I brought something and so add my name to it. Like it's very that behavior. Like it shouldn't be that way. That is so to, to want uh, that that's for yourself. That's that's what that's not for them. That's the all those theatrics uh, is for the person who's giving the gifts. They they want to see all that. That that's not for that that person at all. Do you want to see me take a break? Because I think you want to see me take a break. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today, and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek and professional. I love to shop online and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me, it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well-built and well-managed. It's the functionality and Squarespace has it. With Squarespace, you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders, you can have an online store, you can sell your products directly on your site, and they offer amazing analytics too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com slash verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Energy up. Woo! Yes! See, she's already got it all. Oh, I'm so ready. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> Please make welcome to the very Delta main stage, my everlasting love, season four royalty. No, wait, you're not season four. I am season four. You are season four? I am a season four queen. Okay, I'm a single digit bitch. Why did I for a second think that you were season five? Mm. No, that's not the right season. No, it's four. What season was I on? Three. You were three. Yeah, I have to think sometimes even about yours. I'm like, wait a minute, is Delta's two or three? Right. But you're three. You're three. three. Okay, mm-hmm. let's start it again. Yes, okay. Please make welcome to the very Delta main stage, my everlasting love, season four royalty, Dita Ritz. Bonjour. You're here. I am here, girl. We planted the seed a long time ago. Uh, uh, girl. Yeah. A, like, like a long time ago. I think it started just with the countless times we've worked together yeah. in the dressing room. Because we always kiki and we always end up being on the same page about Pretty much everything. I mean, Agreed. everything. I guess because um, what was Naomi Smalls was saying, um, s- single single digit something, like the single digit season girls. Logo. Yeah. Single digit girls. Yeah, that's true. That's you know? true. Each season has a different sort of production value, I think. And you see things with a different eye. So when you're from like earlier seasons, you see things sort of like in a raw state, I feel like. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I... I... Like in the beginning, or like you know, like there's but there's definitely moments where you're like, oh, I wish that I could be like on the newer seasons to get the newer like whatever. But I really do like being an early season girl because I yeah. of what you just said. Like I think I am. We're like lucky. We got we we stuck our necks out there. We we did what everybody girls was scared to do. Drag Race. Remember mm-hmm. back then they were scared to audition like right. because it was just television and it was that politics to it. So yeah, I agree. It's like we got to really see the raw. And really like the bones of sure. what's going on, you know, and you know, yeah, like when I mean, there was like even well, it was obviously before pandemic, but there was like constantly reunions. There was constantly mm-hmm. like things where you um, felt like you know after you would go to you would go to your own reunion. The next time you would go to one or or a finale or not a re- I keep saying reunion, but I mean finale. Yeah. Um, you would go and it was like you were almost like the the aunties from previous seasons. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. No, I miss that. I actually do miss that a lot. I mean, that's what I felt like. You know, I felt when I met you. I mean, I felt like like not like you was no, no auntie or nothing. But I mean, but how, like and I'm wrong with being an auntie. I'm an auntie. Like, yeah. But I felt like that. Like when I met you, I was like, I remember being like, oh my god, that's Delta. Because I remember watching you and admiring you and being like, Aww. oh my goodness, oh my god, that's Delta. Like you're here to support me. You know, that's right. how I it's took so, it. It's so fun. So, oh no, it's it, it is. It's I'm very grateful actually for it because. The things that I've been hearing about the new seasons and just the new, you know, really? the, and the politics and how the girls be acting and the thing, I'd be like, oh, girl, I, we could never get away with that shit when we was right when we was doing it. Y'all right. get away with these new season girls. Y'all can get away with a lot, a lot. Like the stories I'll be hearing, I'll be like, I yeah. know I can't do that. I know that'd be career suicide for me if I do that. And not even just not even on the show, like after the show. Oh, absolutely, right? yeah. absolutely on off the show. It, yeah, it's like they they there's a there's a lot more. The doors we've opened, darling. <laughs> the doors we've opened. And it's like, you, you wonder sometimes, like, should, should I have kept that door shut? You know what I mean? I mean, there's a few times I had to, you know, when I realized that, that the door was right there and I see some, you know, as we like to say, we can cuss on here, right? You can say whatever you Some mean. bullshit coming. So, you know, you have to slam the door on that bullshit and stuff. Right. You know, you, we've had, you know, and yeah. we still have to do that sometimes. Yeah. we're constantly opening doors. Absolutely. I, I As you're sitting here, I can... I can smell your perfume, and I, it, I feel like I know oh. this perfume. What are you wearing? Um, I'm wearing Gucci Bloom. Of course. You know, course. I love a fragrance. Of course. I love a fragrance. And actually, I think this is a really perfect moment for this. I know this is your year anniversary, mm-hmm. right? And so I bought you a gift. Can I have the, Oh, my goodness. Um, can somebody please bring me that gorgeous bag right over there? Oh, my God. I exciting. know you love fragrances. That's like the one of the first things that me and you really bonded over. Yeah. It's like we were smelling sure. each other. And we're like, and I think that's such a great thing, period, to bond over. But drag queens, especially like when we're in the dressing room, 
it's so many different scents going on sure. and notes as they call it and it's crazy so i wanted to get you a fragrance oh my goodness and i know you like all different types of fragrances every kind i have a time and place for every and fragrance. sometimes we only get a fragrance because of the bottle the right. bottle and so when i was like making this choice i was like i'm gonna get it solely for this bottle but it actually smells amazing too okay so i got you this and I got you the big bottle. When oh you buy perfume for a bitch, don't buy the small bottle. Buy the big bottle. Stop buy the appropriate it. size bottle. Yes. Happy Very anniversary. Good girl. I have wanted this. You have no idea. Really? I have wanted this. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. Well, how happy you got? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Happy anniversary. Can we open it right now? Absolutely I mean, open it. To. The bottle is really what got me. I was like, and I just... At the bottle, I feel like represents uh, you very just much. Oh like my! I was like, this is very so Delta, excited. very Delta. <laughs> I'm just like throwing it on the ground, all the trash, uh, the wrapper. Yeah, no, you're a fragrance girl, and you're you're like me. You like all fragrances. You don't have your favorites, but I think you right. will wear everything. There's you're a time not... and place for everything. Yes. Oh, I'm glad. I, I'm oh, really glad. look at that bottle. My goodness, look now, at the bottle. That's a that's a coochie bottle right there. That's a pussy that bottle. Is, I don't even want to spray it because I don't want to waste anything right now. Yes, I am so thank you. You're welcome. Do you you're have welcome. you ever worn this? I I haven't, but I've heard like a lot of great things about it, and I've seen like obviously on, like people be talking about it online, and so I personally have. Have not so I was like, This well, is I just, stunning, isn't it? Happy anniversary! Thank you. You know, when we were planning the idea of like, um, well, th this is the thing like with an anniversary, I, I kept thinking, Is it the 100th episode? Is it the 50th episode? Is it the 52nd? Because you feel like when you hear anniversary, it's like, I always think the number one, yes, right? yes, yes, yes. So yes, then yes. I'm like, Is it one? Hundred? No, mm -hmm. that's not possible. And then even at fifty-two now episodes, it doesn't. I feel like we just started this. These conversations happen so quick. Well, you're a natural at this, and I do. Thanks. It is kind of crazy when they did tell me it was a year. I thought the same thing too. I was like, I feel like this just is like like the Delta just started this, right? Because I feel like with all of us, for the most part, everyone knows each other um, with just a little bit of separation. I wouldn't even say six degrees of separation. It's like, it's even closer than that. It's insane, yeah. And we've had obviously like, um, uh, like uh, uh, people that don't do drag on here, mm -hmm. but they still seem to somehow know everybody yes. mm -hmm. in some way. So the conversations seem to just ebb and flow and go into one another. Mm -hmm. And it was natural that you would be here for this because like you said, we, as long as we've known each other, we're just always, we will lock eyes in a room Girl. and be like, oh, here we go. They have one. no clue. There here have been go. times where we, once again, the bullshit is yep. happening. And I just lock eyes with you and you just, you really like make me feel like, like it's okay. I see it. I see it. I have a fine memory. I ain't gonna say who. Uh -huh. Although I love to say a name, you know that. Um, but I, I have a memory of working with you, and uh, we were working with uh, a bunch of other Drag Race girls. But there was one particular one that walked into the room, and she said hello to you and all the other girls, but didn't speak to me. Mm -hmm. And I was doing my makeup, and I clocked tea, so I just said, you know, stay in your thing. Like, don't, like, you know, like, basically fuck right. her, you know. Um, but I remember I looked up, and I just looked at you, and you just, you clocked it. You just gave me this look like, I see it. That's uh -huh. okay. Like, don't pay that bitch no mind. And so, yeah, no, I always have that with you. And I love that. I really do. Because I knew I was going to have that with you when I even first saw you on TV. I was like, I just feel like Delta is very that bitch to hang with. Like, I just feel like I know I would vibe with her. Like, I know I would vibe You know with what her. it is with that? I think is like, we will always be in a conversation. And even when we're done, like people say we're done with the conversation or the argument, we'll stop for a second and we'll go, I just think it's funny how, and then it's like another like yes because we just were like we're not done we're not done we're not no. done and I'm not I, I probably never will be done no like, that's, I will always be like no 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 no, no like so. and why why do you think people on Twitter are mad why are people on Twitter mad I think they're mad because you know that whole thing about projection it's it's a thing you know mm -hmm. like people are very mad when like you tell the truth you know I, right. that's what I've learned like when you tell the truth. People just get very, very um, upset. A while uh -huh. back, I said something on like Twitter, like about like, um, why do we get mad when people ask so badly for, for people to say the name, uh -huh. and then when you say the name and it's the person that you don't like, then all of a sudden you get like angry about it, and it's like, mm -hmm. but y'all wouldn't get angry if someone said my name, right? Like if someone said, oh, Adita was acting up at the gig and doing this and that, mm -hmm. y'all wouldn't have no problem saying my name. So why right. can't y'all say about the other bitches who do it in the business? Hundred percent. So I, you know, yeah, I'm never done. 
And when does Auntie Dita come out? Oh, well, there's different forms of her. Okay. So, like, there's, okay, so, like, there's Auntie Dita who is, like, really caring and, like, like I'm there for you. And, like, if you need anything, like, I'm really, really there. Like, I, I, will, I will help you. And then there's Auntie Dita who's, like, tough. Like, I'm very tough. Like, if I know you got good sense, but mm-hmm. you ain't using it. Right. I'm, and I'm also that auntie who's like, I'm going to be quiet, but if you come ask me about something, I'm going to tell you what you did wrong. Because sure. once again, you would do that to me. Right. So I like to, you know, like, that's how I am. So there's different forms of the auntie. There's also, like, the giving auntie, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, trying to do that with even my own drag daughters, like... I have clothes, like, come get clothes I don't want to wear anymore. Right. You know, like, you know, so there's different elements. Right. There's levels to this shit. There is levels There's levels to to being an auntie. Absolutely. And I I, I actually find it to be quite a compliment when someone um, will say, like, oh, like, you literally remind me of my aunt. Oh, I love it. I love it. I know Oprah said, Oprah and um, other women, they said that they don't like it. I love it. I love when someone is like, auntie Dita, auntie Dita. I love it. It's like, exactly, just... Like just a very, um, very just powerful, mm-hmm. I think, title to have. I think there was a time like when we were coming up in drag that there was uh, a space to like learn from everyone around us, right? Like we mm-hmm. would learn a little bit of something from everybody. You would take a little something from everybody. <laughs> and a lot of people would be willing to allow you to be under their wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I feel like, and of course it's a wonderful platform. I, I, I'm always going to be a fan of Drag Race. I'm always going to watch Drag Race. I'm always going to be interested. And I'm always... We're always thankful for the place that it brought us. Most definitely. But I think it is our our place to uh, be to critique it, mm-hmm. to be aware of what's happening, and and we acknowledge that there's a lot of people who are interested in drag because they want to be on Drag Race, mm-hmm. not because they love drag, not mm-hmm. because they love fashion or hair or makeup or uh, presenting the way they feel on the inside on the outside, making a statement. Like you make your clothes, you you do you know you you love. That aspect of it. There's a lot of people that I think don't really have that passion for doing that part of the drag. They mm-hmm. just want to be known for modeling all those things. And there's a place to be a model. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I call that like a pop star. Like pop star. Yeah. Like, like um, if you want to do pop star drag, that's cute. Or I call it like table of contents drag. Like, you know. Oh, you know, I haven't heard that. You never heard table of contents drag? No, tell drag? me. Okay, so let me tell you what table of contents drag is. So you know how like when girls post like images on Instagram and they like do like dress by this, nails by that, makeup by this, wig by that, shoes by this. Good like, and it's like I call it table of contents drag. It basic, and then it's like, and it's great, but it's like, what did you do? And that's why I really respect like a lot of queens who like still like make a lot of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what's hard for me as the auntie. I'll say that is I have to be really mindful that like today's drag, you don't have to be as creative. Like you can. Right. Be a table of contents and and like yeah. and you can do that and like and that's okay like that is okay but like for me i just i i have a little bit more of my hat tilted to a queen who can still like sit behind a sewing machine or get behind a wig head and really right. like have a hand in their drag i think like i might be wrong but i've like heard that like bianca del rio makes everything she wears right. and right. she'd be selling out arena tours yeah so she, what is the excuse for everyone as a else costumer for so many years yeah uh in theatrical productions, it's like what she did. So that's that's what I mean. I'm like, if she can do it, and she right. be selling out these, I mean, arenas, girl, like the the, the worldwide stage. She does she, her hair. She does her. She does all of it. And she like that's a, that's a drag queen for me. So yeah. like, yeah, it's hard. Like that's for me is like, I have to like, okay, like that's cute, but I'm like, yeah, like sometimes it's just be, it'd be the table of contents queen. I've never heard that, and I never, it makes yeah. so much sense because I do see it. Mm-hmm, yeah. I do see table it. of contents queens. <laughs> Let's take a break. Do I? No. No. I just want to sit here and kiki. <laughs> I love that you love that perfume. Oh, I'm so I am happy. so gagged right now. I'm, I'm so happy. No, because I was, I was like, I want to get her a really cute perfume that I know that like she'll like love. So that's perfect. I am gagged. We are back with season four goddess Dita Ritz. Oh, uh, and we're talking about the table of contents. We're talking about yeah. 
The idea that, um, you know, yes, Drag Race is absolutely a goal for so many people. Mm -hmm. But I always felt like uh, at some point it was kind of a goal. Well, in the beginning, I felt like it was a goal for people who had already done a lot of drag. And then they wanted to showcase that on a platform. Um, And then, of course, we realized that when you get there, it's it's not as much of a showcase as it is. We want you to now do the drag that we want to see you do. So we're yeah. going to tell you that you need to change it to this. And it's like, I thought you wanted me to celebrate what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, That's no. It, and I always say that, um, I heard this recently, that um, I, Drag Race is a television show. Mm-hmm. It is a it is a television show. And I think Alyssa Edwards said it once that, like, it's a television show and, and may the best showman win or something uh-huh. like that, I believe she said before I've heard her say. And that's exactly what it is. It's just it's just really you're an actor. Yeah. And I remember one time on um, my season, like I was having like kind of like this moment just behind the scenes like this is really, really a lot. And oh, my God. And Chad Michaels just looked at me and went, you're an actor. This is a television show. Remember yeah. that. Yeah. And I think once I I was able to kind of see that, I was able to kind of grasp like, OK, this is what you read about. Right. You know, it is. It's, it's, I always tell girls when girls want to audition for the show, I say go and do it. Like I don't ever right. not tell them one to do it, but I tell them to be prepared, right, for the outcome to maybe not be what you want, right. You know, you know, Evan Ross Katz is like a huge proponent, mm-hmm. uh, huge proponent of drag, supporter of drag, but proponent of you being on All Stars, which I think mm-hmm. everyone would die for because. People are already in love with you. They're always going to be in love with you because they connect with you. Mm-hmm. But also to see because you love fashion. Yeah. It's something you're passionate about. Girl, I let me tell you, I and this is going to be like such a like, you know, my new mantra I always be saying is RuPaul is really like look real beautiful because I agree with everything you just said. And I feel like <laughs> I all I can say is I just am thankful that people even like. I have that much love, like have that much love for like wanting me to be on right. the All Stars. Like, you know, I don't know because I think you know this. It can be very hard to like, sure, like go through the business and be have something like that on your name. Like, it's like it's like um, I remember year for years people wanted Mocha Montrese to win Continental. Mm-hmm. I remember she went to Continental for so many years. She went like nine times before she really won over the course of so many years. Right. And I can only imagine the pressure of that, like being on you, like people want you to win this. Everyone wants you to win this. You just have to, I guess, be the universe has to just all like come into like sure. fruition. And so that's why I'm just trying to learn and be like, have the pride about it. Like a friend of mine mm-hmm. told me that a while back was like, like be happy people are even talking about you. Cause talking about you, like that they want you to be on the All-Stars, you know what I mean? Because I, I used to take it as an embarrassment. Because, you know, it can kind of be embarrassing, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's like, I don't think people see this if they're not Drag Race girls, but there's already, like, this thing in drag, in the drag community, where, like, there's, like, Drag Race girls, there's pageant girls, then there's girls who are, like, what they call in ballroom 007, like, they don't have a title. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in within Drag Race itself now, there's become, like, this, uh, there's already this crazy pecking order within Drag Race, but it's become even more, like, in my opinion, a little more intense where it's like girls who have just been on Drag Race, but then girls who have been on All Stars, girls who have been on All Stars versus the world, you know, like all this stuff. So like, and it's like, and then it plays into like, am I worth it? Am I good enough? So for me, it's just good that people are having the conversation. You're right. And And when it happens, I know we are all going to have it's going to be such a celebration. Yeah, for sure. And it has to happen. I mean, I think the reason everyone uh, is always so behind you specifically is because uh, not just your presence in the sense of the way you look or the way that you present yourself, but the fact that you're physically present when people are talking to you. There's a lot of girls that don't have that. That's just inert. That's just in you. That's just who you are in or out of drag. I find you to be one of the people that I I, I think I am. And I think a lot of our, our, the people that we gel with Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. are similar. And that is in or out of drag, we're the same people. Oh, absolutely. We have the same opinions. Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, we're a little more heightened to speak a different way or, or, or yeah. add a little more. Because, feeling our puss a little right, bit more. Right, because you're feeling yes. it. Yes, it's yes, the, yes. quote, fantasy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you are the same person. And so that makes people 
really feel comfortable, I think, comfortable to say, and I'm comfortable to say anything to you. Uh, there's been moments where I, I've had to come to you and say, like, you know, again, in a dressing room, mm -hmm. I'm really not feeling this or I'm not feeling this person or that person. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're like, step back, do, get yourself on autopilot, do what you need to do. Yeah. And we'll sort it out later. Absolutely. I, you, exactly. Like, I have always tried to um, operate with like, cause there's just so a lot, there's just a lot of fakeness in the business. Right. And I really have always tried to operate with like, just being consistently just myself. Like right. if, 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 if something makes me uncomfortable, I, I say it. If, if, if something, if, if I'm nervous, if I'm, you know, you have, a, I've recently been having like, like not all the time, but like you have like rare celebrity encounters or meeting, mm -hmm. like you know, I'm hanging with some of you girls and like you're friends with somebody. Mm -hmm. And then I have to like keep myself composed cause I don't want to freak out. Right. But then I also in a way am telling that person like, I don't want to, I don't want to fangirl. Just, I love you a lot. And you just, I like, keep it like that. So I just try to operate very like, just consistent and not so high maintenance because it's so much of it in the business, girl. Mm -hmm. And that's where the once again another level to the auntie. Yeah, you know, like I'll be in a room with like you know some other queens, like for instance, other drag race girls. But then like there's maybe a girl who doesn't have a title, mm -hmm. you know. And then I can tell that they feel some type of way, like I'm not a drag race girl. I don't have a, you know, I'm just trying to work. And they don't see the magic in like you're here working with drag race girls, which means. You know what I mean? And I have to then step in and be that one and say that right. to them and be like, because I would want somebody to do that to me. Yeah. So, And that's the tough part because we know so many people that uh, in our minds were like, oh, this one should have been on Drag Race five seasons ago mm. or this or that or the other. And we know those mutual people. I mean, I, I, I in Chicago, I know I, I can mention people or in L.A. you can mention people. Oh, even though we're in I remember areas. Mayhem Miller for years. That was that was the thing with like yeah. her. I remember I would come here to L.A. all the time and work and like literally for my season, it was always like everyone, everyone. First wanted me and Mayhem to meet because they were like, I know you two will get along. And we did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we do still. And then um, people were like, she needs to get on the show. Like, she needs to get on the show. And that was like a thing for her for a while. Like, once again, what yeah. that pressure must have felt like Absolutely. to like, everyone knows that you're good enough. Everyone's telling you you're good enough. You're like, am I, you know, it's all these. And then finally for it to happen, it was the, a major celebration for her. That was like a big yeah. celebration for her. And know? it makes it uncomfortable also, like, I mean, not making it about us, but it, it, but it does become because... You know that person feels just as you said the pressure of being in a place where everyone's like, "How come you're not on Drag Race? Well, you don't want to be." They'll go, "You don't want to be on Drag Race? Oh, you don't like Drag Race?" And it's like, "Oh yeah, they look no. at you like it's almost like it's your fault." <laughs> and they're like, "No, I do want to. I just, I, I've, I've auditioned. I've tried. Like, yeah. they only have so many spots. And even if somebody doesn't make it on Drag Race, they're still in the majority because the majority of the entertainers don't get to be on there. Yeah, and so." But it makes it uncomfortable when you think like, oh, now it's going to sound like we're trying to be up here and be like, yeah, why aren't you on Drag Race? Like, I'm not trying to say it. I would never. Yeah. I would never. Because I, whenever I've had that, like, I've asked a few queens before, like, Randon, like, would you audition for Drag Race? Because, like, I know queens who would just be spot on perfect. Right. Like, I just know that they would be a, just an amazing asset to the show. Like, right. they would actually could go on the show and really handle it. And it's crazy because a lot of the queens that I know that would be perfect for it are like, Mm, I don't know. I don't know. There's like this really amazing queen. I can give her a shout out on here. Mm -hmm. She's, um, I hang out with her from Peoria. Her name is Miss Flo. Uh -huh. And she would be iconic to me on Drag Race because she just has, she gives no fucks. And she's right. so amazing in her drag. Like people love her because she's consistent. Like she's the same in and out of drag. And she really is related. Like people can relate to her. Um, go look her up if you uh, Miss Flo Miss Flo look from Peoria but like her like she's a really good example of just like I know so many queens are like you'd be perfect for her but I just don't know if they like have the like the necessarily like the passion like it's not necessarily like a thing that they want to right. do like you know and that's also something I'm learning like girls there are girls who want to be famous and do drag but they don't necessarily want to go the drag race route they want to do it some other way right you know and TikTok and all this stuff is out here and yeah. you know great natural resource for Stuff like that happen. Yeah. I I always think about um, this idea, again, of like, um, as we've seen in like newer seasons, especially since the pandemic, where we see people who have had to like learn drag sort of or, or learn to change their drag digitally. Mm. And we all had to do that. Mm. And then when we came back out of it, I do feel like it's sort of the backdrop has changed a little bit coming out of it. It doesn't for us anyway here, like I, I feel like for me, I shouldn't say us for me in LA, I feel like 
um, it's not the same crowd of people that comes out. It's a little bit different. Oh, it's way. Oh, it's so different. Like brunches are what are where the queens are at. It's where it's at. Like brunches 100%. are it. Like if you are a drag queen getting into the game and you think that doing the nightclubs is where the money's at, I mean, there's some nightclub gigs that are the coin. They can be okay. They, yeah. they can be okay, but the the coin and the money is like that that's in the brunches doing those brunches and it's a whole different type of crowd of people that come to the brunches it's a lot more straight people it's a lot more you know we it was always bachelorette and birthday parties and stuff like that but now people are literally like oh it's my birthday i want to go to a drag show Mm -hmm. and they just go to the drag brunch 20 deep and i feel like it's it's really important for the entertainers to remember that um You know, some people are very cerebral and they do their drag and they're like, this is a concept. I want people to understand this number. Some people like to just uh, they're celebrity impersonators. Some Mm -hmm. people like to do pop music, whatever it is. uh, I feel like now you really have to have that understanding that uh, if you want to do something super, super conceptual or super fashion based, possibly. It might not be at drag. I mean, at, at brunch. Oh, oh yeah, no. Brunch you know is I mean? not about doing. And I, I want to say this, and, and I know that Please people do. are going to. I don't want nobody to take me get get offended when I say this. Okay, brunch is not about being creative. It's about making money. At brunch, you only need to do top. 40 songs maybe you can do that little track four number on that mariah carey song because you'd be like okay i know people know about it and but they don't necessarily it's not on the radio but they'll know it but brunch is not the time for you to pull out your artistic like you know feather or flag or whatever and no it's it's about it's a brunch is about money and that's what that I think that's the thing that is really happening right now in after the pandemic that I'm seeing is that brunch is literally turning Huge. into like its own entity, quite like how Drag Race has turned into its own entity of like a, a way of revenue mm-hmm. and business for girls. It's now like that brunch brunch. There's yeah. a lot of I've done a lot of like people's brunches, you know, the flip phone, hard yeah. candy, like, you know, like they're all like I just think about them right off the top of my head, like there's a business to it now. Right. So yeah, and it's not, and, then, and I don't want to be mean. I don't want people to think that you can't be creative with your dragon. You can't maybe, you know, but it's a fine line. It is a it's fine a line. It's a fine line. Because you, the people are there at the brunch to celebrate themselves. Yeah. So with that said. And you're just you, there for the, as yeah. the like music. You're just really providing the the music and the entertainment for them, you know? So you got to wrap yourself around what, uh, what pop music or disco music or recognizable sing-along things that you like that fits for this. And then if you want to be creative, do that on a Tuesday night at, at the 11 o'clock show like, where the gays come out and they're willing to eat it up. Down. I think. Re- I think that term that they say, read the room. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Because I, I do, I get, I get, that's always hard. Is that ever hard for you when you're like working with like a new queen and then like, they're like, you know, like it's like their first or second show mm-hmm. and they're really like doing something like super fierce and I love it, but it like just doesn't quite work out. Right. And, and you're like, baby, it just wasn't the the room to do that. And yeah, and and you have also, to kind of tell them that. Like, it's kind of that youthful thing of like um, getting ready for their number and they're really focused on putting their earrings on. I'm like, baby, you need to put on a dress first, a pair of shoes, a wig, and then there's a level so you can get your ass out there. Yeah, no. Oh, my God. Getting dressed in the wrong order. I see queens I trying can't, to do, they put I the can't. wig on and they still got to put their body on. Right. And I'd be like, girl. But they want to feel, they want to like, they, they want to feel, yeah, while they, they're getting they ready. They want to feel they puss. That's they want to feel they zhuzh as, like, as the girls like to say. So yeah, that is, oh my that's God. Crazy. that That's a whole podcast and conversation probably in itself. Like sure. how do you, getting in getting into drag, what are you, is your order? Right. What is your order? Like the last thing for me is nails. Oh, me too. I put on nails. I After nails are on, there's, it's really hard for me to be touching and fiddling right. with things. I have to ask for help then. But like nails are the last Thing. Very last. And then, you spray, you know, and then you spray the pussy, of course. Yeah. Let's take a break. Mm-hmm. 
We are back with Dita Ritz, who is actually wearing 40 inches 40. of hair, darling. 40. Yes, actually 40 inches. Where do you, do you, where do you measure? From the base of your balls, or how do you? Um, um, let's see here. Right from the pelvis to, for, you know. That's how you know it's 40 yeah. exactly. Usually from the bush, all the okay. way down. Yeah. Okay. From That's the bush. Down. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the part of the podcast where um, people send in letters. You know what happens. Mm-hmm. It's called Read Me Delta. Yeah. Hi, friends. It's me, Delta Work, and welcome to the very first episode of Very Delta. Uh, if you want to send a letter, you can send it to readmedelta at gmail.com. You can send questions about, I don't know, uh, Italian dressing or high heel perfume mm-hmm. or 40 inches mm-hmm. yes. or where to measure. Um, where the 40 inches start. So, or you can round it off from what I've heard, too. You know, there's a lot of that happening, too. If You, you know, can. If it's 22 inches, just round it off and it'd just be 40. What's your favorite length of hair, would you say, if, like as a go-to? <sighs> I like a real sensible, like, honestly, like, maybe 16 to 18 inches, honestly. See, I do, too. I like that. Maybe a little feathered out, a little Beyonce, like, early 2000s lace uh-huh. front. Like, just something really light and airy. I'm really, like, and I'm also in my ponytail era. I love a good ponytail because okay. you have a lot of hair. Okay. So, like, I can just snatch my own hair up. And even now I'm doing it where I'll be wearing the frontals and, you know, having fun with that. But I love a good, like, just, you know, just to the mid of the back. I don't need yeah. a lot. You know, I don't, I don't need a lot of hair anymore. I'm getting old. You know what's <laughs> interesting is a lot of people do love to wear long hair, but they don't realize um, how to control that hair while they're out and about oh. and how to make it not look like you're trying to control your hair, right? Yeah, it's a lot of like, um, like there's, you know, there's there's so much done to the hair before we put it on if, if, if you're really smart because then if not, you're fidgeting. Sure. You're fidgeting. So that's my thing. I always try to make sure like any, like, we, like we don't wear hair like this, it's just really prepped. Mm-hmm. You know, all the little flyaways, like spread. Like I just, because yeah. I am, I really hate the fidgety, the fidgety. I don't like that either. And I and I don't like, um, I feel like hair, just like clothes, when you can tell someone is uncomfortable in it or it's wearing them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, first letter. Hi, Delta and distinguished guests. This week I became annoyed with my husband when he brought home Viva paper towels for the second time in a row. These are the worst paper towels for many reasons. Mainly for having no texture. Uh, I never fail to bring home Bounty brand paper towels for the 10 years we've lived together. I think he knows I have a preference, but he doesn't consider it when shopping alone. What paper towels are very Delta? Do you think your partner should know your preferred brands? If they don't, how do you react? Sincerely, VC. Do you have a preference for paper towels or paper goods? I've never actually really thought about that. I am am that way with... um... Okay, so here we go. I'm going to admit this. Yeah, admit whatever you want. So in my everyday, uh-huh. oh my God, I'm about to get real up in here. Get very okay. real. Get very Delta. So in my like everyday like home, I use like whatever like toilet paper and I usually have baby wipes. Uh-huh. But like when people come over, I switch out to like fluffier toilet paper. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Because I, I don't want people to be like thinking like, especially like if like, you know, someone who has a vagina comes over to my house and needs to wipe. I like want to make sure obviously you have wipes, but then like you have good uh, good toilet paper mm-hmm. too. So I have like, I use cheap toilet paper maybe in my everyday in my house, but if I like am having like a party or a gathering, then I'll use like a cute little double, you know, mm-hmm. quilted, you know, little quilted picker up or bounty. I think know, like that whatever. that is purely elegant. I mean, you're, you're thinking of someone else before yourself. Yeah, it's very important. It's very important and it's actually very like interesting to me how people um, do not like like for instance have wipes more like when mm-hmm. you go like you like you're like why don't you have wipes like don't you you want a little wet wipe down there just, right. just a little, a little freshness a little fine girl right like just yeah I know, I know you know I I actually I I'm I'm on board with that because we I do I know it's bad to have paper goods and I, I should be doing better but yeah. we have like the good paper plates mm-hmm. and then the cheapy paper plates mm-hmm. because sometimes I'm having something dry, like maybe it's like uh, chips or nuts or something. And I'm like, I don't need like the full fledged like paper plate that's going to have like dinner on it, which of course, yes, we have plates, but um, I don't want to do the dishes. Okay, so here we go. Another thing I'm about to admit. Ooh, okay. I'm, about to get some real, I'm about to tell you some really bit about Dita Ritz right now. Once again... I do not like doing dishes, so I will buy paper plates and just have paper plates at uh-huh. home. 
Or I like, do too. And like red solo cups because I like I don't want to do dishes. I don't want to like I don't want to clean up this, this mess. So like I'll just have that too. But once again, if people come over, then I like will break out my like fine china and platter and, yeah. and be a hostess. You know, I'll, I'll, I don't think there's and I think that's perfectly lovely. Yeah. I think it is. I do the same thing. You're being thoughtful of other my, my, and my friends think it when they come over. They're like, you know, I have gold platters and you know like real fancy shit out, and they'll be like, girl, you so fancy. Like you need to do all this for y'all. I'm like, oh, well, I don't even do it for myself really like I just don't want y'all coming over here like it's kind of like when you watch a housewife's episode and they have the aluminum foil pans instead uh-huh. of it like a really nice array it's uh-huh. like the aluminum foil pans with the plaques and you be seeing them on there they be reading the girls like girl yeah. who catered this event da, da, da. so right. I have that mindset because you know gays we are just we, yeah. are, tend- we are just well, the same when we I will to, tell you this when we go to someone's house we're like if you go to someone's house, especially this summer, and they're ha- you're having some sort of party, and you're responsible for uh, the fruit salad, the mm-hmm. macaroni salad, anything like that, go to like a 99 cent store or a Dollar Tree, buy a bowl that you do not mind losing yes, because people uh-huh. will fucking keep your bowl. Yep, they will. They and will. so give them the bowl that you don't mind. That way you're like, oh, here you go. And they're like, oh, let me get your bowl back to you. You go ahead and keep that. It was a dollar. I don't want it back. A friend of mine, uh, like from the holidays, let me like gave me some food and it was in the Pyrex pans, uh-huh. you know, those really nice Pyrex pans. And before she uh, gave them to me, she looked at me and said, I want my pan back. Uh-huh. And I knew she was very serious. Right about the Pyrex pan. And I'm always going to give the pan yeah. back. I, 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 always, I'm, I'm always going to get a pan back, yes. honey. Yes. Yes. But I mean, if I'm going to a big gathering and it's like, girl, bye. I'm, yeah, bye. No, I'm the same way. Yep, yep. Go to like Family Dollar or something and get you a cute little like yeah. whatever. They've got it there. I'm telling you, Dollar Tree. I don't know if you ever go to Dollar Tree. I swear oh, to God, I, I talk about Dollar Tree on every episode. I, I don't know why Tree. I'm so obsessed. I like dollar stores, period, though. They're very good for, like, little, yeah. you know. I live around, in Chicago. I live around the corner from a family dollar, and I love going to it. I love family dollar. It's we, great. I've only seen a couple of them out here, but um, how about this? Hey, Delta, I love the show so much and have a crush on your producer, Mark. Oh. He's so talented, charismatic, and such a zaddy. Mm. What has hosting Very Delta meant to you over the past year? What have you learned? How have you grown personally and professionally? What have been your favorite uh, moments working on such a special project? So excited for another year as we stay in, stay in the club. Attitude check. Love yours. Very Brock. Oh, that's a nice letter. That's a nice letter. Um, shout out to Mark. Yes, Mark he is, is Zaddy. He is Zaddy all day. Lovely. Um, uh, what have I learned? Mm-hmm. I have learned that um, that I have a lot of shit to say. And honestly, I have learned that I fucking repeat myself over and over and over and over. And I think that that's part of the thing that resonates with other people because they're like, yeah, well, I do the same thing, too. So I think we really only have like a couple of topics that really matter to us in life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. People say all the time, like I'll get comments, oh, there's bigger fish to fry in the world. And I keep going back to the same thing. Here we fry the small fish. Yeah. Here I'm going to complain about the same shit over and over. And I'm lucky that when this started, it was mostly just people I personally knew that were like, yeah, I'll, I'll come do it, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just a fill-in spot. We didn't know that it was going to be a, po- a, a separate entity. And... um I'm still able to bring my friends, but I'm also still able to like meet people that I've always wanted to meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, queens that that uh, we know through the bond of Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Um, people who are, you know, we've had like here we've had obviously drag entertainers, we've had porn entertainers, we've had chefs, we have had uh, comedians, like a little bit of everyone, mm-hmm. and I want to keep having that. But what? makes me want to have somebody on the show is somebody that I'm absolutely interested in talking to, mm-hmm. not just, you know, cause it could very well, no shade in any way, shape or form. It could very well just be, just get whoever's popular. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah. That's always, that's always the easy thing right. to do. And that's great. Yeah. But there, but there are people who are that, that are very popular, uh, who have a, tons more followers than I do. But, I'm also interested in what they have to say. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very fascinated by people who um, have sort of like a side hustle that has become their main thing. So, you know, not long ago, Trixie was here. And I was fascinated with the fact that she is, 
look, this business person. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah. is something that she does and really is passionate about. Mm-hmm. Or people who design clothes and they're passionate about it or cook. I love all that. I've learned a lot. And I've learned about um, how to navigate this really through, um, what did the person call themselves? As Very Brock said, from our talented, charismatic, and zaddy producer, Mark, who mm-hmm. really does hold my hand through this. And like, you know, when people see this, it's mostly not that edited. Like there are pieces where just for time, but like when we're talking about like a segment, I might say to Mark, I know what I feel about this, but I don't know how to verbalize it. And so he might say, you texted me this word. You said this. Remember when you said this? And so then it'll just keep stringing along. And I'm like, yes, now you you are my memory bank because mm-hmm. I don't remember any of this shit because it goes out, you know, one ear and, or one out this side of my mouth and that side of my face. And then two minutes later, I'm mad about hot dogs. Oh, see. Yep. And this is that's and that's the little fish right there. That's a little because fish. it's important that people need to know that sometimes hot dogs piss you the fuck off. Right. You know what pisses me off right now? I love this blouse, but if it just had like 2% lycra in it, I could pull it down. But when I tell you my whole ass and back is just completely exposed. See, and that's what I'm talking about. See and that? I'm just, you know what I mean? You just, know how I get. Oh, like, I know. I know. I know. And you're like, this. go ahead and go through it, I guess. But I told you earlier that you were giving me Gucci vibes. You're giving like me that. very like, like Gucci. This is very on brand for like what the Gucci is. Like Plus you're wearing the perfume. Yes, it's just all a thing right yeah, now. Yeah. It's the whole thing. Um, thing of the thing of the thing, thing, thing. I, I, I don't think I really answered their question other than No, I think um you I think you like you have like I no, you answered it. I think you um it's like great that you're doing this and I think it's good that you have like different types of guests too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, for me, one thing that I what made me really say yes to this, because I haven't really been doing interviews a lot lately. Like this not really like like my thing. Cause I stopped for a while because personally like you know, like when you get like, especially like people who love Drag Race, mm-hmm. like you know, they interview you, and it's like they're just trying to be very malicious. But I feel like sitting here with you right now, I don't feel you're coming from a malicious place because a you are a Drag Race girl, but you also are an artist yourself. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't feel like you're coming from like a malicious, like horrible place. Or like even you talked about Evan, like mm-hmm. when he's interviewed me and I've talked to him, I don't feel he's coming from like a very like malicious place so i think it's always for me it's always got to be a safe space and i used to just do interviews just to do them but now as i've gotten older i'm like i've turned down a lot like you know they come in through the email a lot which i'm very honored that y'all hit me up but a lot of times i don't do them because i want to make sure i'm comfortable with the person right and i think people probably feel comfortable coming up here to talk to you i know porn stars probably feel really good to come up here and talk to a drag queen about what they're what they do and the and the crazy stories that we all heard mm-hmm. than if they maybe go and speak to like somebody who maybe isn't as much involved or right. an art you know and like you know because right. there's just people sometimes who just want to get the tea so you're trying to say when porn stars come here they're comfortable because uh i just keep their dicks off yeah they can't get horny oh they can get horny because they're like oh look at this bitch they I'm are always allowed to get, get horny, horny they are <laughs> it, no they, they can always get horny let me tell you it's it's difficult for me to even sometimes see some of our porn star friends like if you see you know twitter is a beautiful thing right and i think heidi and closet tweeted this recently that she fights for her spot every day in heaven by not liking all of oh my the God. porn stars' uh, pictures and videos. But I want you to all know I appreciate you. And I had to quote tweet that, and I was like, "This is so fucking real." Because it's true. Yeah. It's the truth. It's like, would you prefer to drink a coke in a can or a twenty ounce bottle? Um, a coke in a can, but it has to sit in the freezer for like twenty minutes before I drink it. That's, That's like about. a rule I have with my Coca Cola. It has to be cold. It has to be ice cold, like to the point where like a little like maybe like little icicles are oh, forming like the in chips? it. Chips. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't like to drink lukewarm soda. It's not my thing. I mean, you shouldn't be drinking soda as as it. I'm really be trying to be on this water thing, and I'm the same thing with my water. I like my water. Um, in the freezer right. and like usually what I do is I have like a huge you know those like huge jugs with the plastic handle Hell I'll buy yeah. those and put them in the freezer and girl it's you know when water just you know when like you're drinking water and it just tastes like your body's like what is this but it's just water but you know when you're drinking it and you're like you you're 
enjoying the sensation and you just keep gulping and you go, ah. Oh, God, yeah. What is that feeling? Yo, it feels good. Oh, God, it is literally like that whole biting into the York mint peppermint yes. patty, girl. Yes, it, the sensation, as they uh -huh. call it. I yeah. actually almost like give myself like a moment where I feel like I've done some activity like in a commercial. Oh, like, yes. Oh, I feel so. I've done such a, something so good for my body. Oh, oh my god! It's like so, when you're like drinking water, you're drinking an ice cold drink outside, and you feel the breeze start uh -huh. coming and you you literally feel your commercial realness. Uh huh. And you're like, oh, follow yeah. me for more fitness like, tips. Oh, Cindy Crawford, yeah, it's full on drinking mm. the Pepsi. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Thank you for being here. I was happy. So it blows so by. I'm telling you. Thank you. you. Say it every single week. It blows by because when I have people that I just that I gag for mm -hmm. that I love, I was telling Mark. Uh, Mark, the Zaddy producer, as Zaddy. Uh, as Brock said, um, I was saying that at least twice a week, I go to YouTube and I type in Dita Ritz, this will, and it fills it in for me. And then I have to watch the lip sync. And I think for a minute it was on something else that I was watching a clearer version of it. Because mm -hmm. um, there's a clearer version on like one of the other apps. I don't know yeah, which yeah, one. Yeah. And I just remember uh, Latrice in her commentary saying like, this is high drag. And it was, and it will always be my personal number one lip, lip sync for a couple of reasons, because it was you, because it was amazing, because Natalie Cole was there, because the princess stood her ground and was amazing as well. But watching you is, it's like, it was like watching, uh, and this is for me the highest, for me a compliment. It was like watching us magical, like, fully formed unicorn your legs your body like just every bit oh. of you is so and your soul was there your heart mm. was there it was a song you heard your whole life yeah you know when it's a song you lip sync for your life and you sing something you get to lip sync something that you've always known mm -hmm. you're like this i'm gonna shine right now i i've i've designed I've refined and now I'm going to fucking shine. I'm not leaving. Oh, I yeah, no. promise you. I mean, that is, it that is, is everything to me. It, you know, it, that is exactly what I was thinking in that moment. Yeah. I, well, I, the things that were going through my mind, I always say, was that my drag mother used to perform that song all the time. So I had her in my brain. Yeah. And then I had that whole, yes, I'm not going home. There was also like, it took me years to really realize how impactful that was. Um, to the culture and to drag and, and to like, you know, yeah, it just, I, it took me a long time to realize like, oh, cause you know, lip syncs really, when you're there, I mean, you go home. If you don't win it, you go home. Right. That's just what it is. Like your dream is kind of crushed in that moment. So I just remember thinking like, okay, just don't like, just this is what like, you may not have all the illustrious costumes and all that yet, but you know one thing that I, I know one thing I can do it. I can perform. Like right. I am talented and like just show it. You know, and you're in front of RuPaul. Like you're like, I'm gonna I gotta nail this. Like I cannot not And nail in those it. early seasons, it was really, really necessary. It was really necessary to be able to like do it. You had to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. You had to be able to do it. There wasn't going to be no outfit to save you. So all those things that maybe go in our mind, those were never going to save you. Yeah. How much you spent on jewelry was not going to save you. Yeah, it's way too many. Um, it, like, I don't, don't get me wrong. I don't mind like the tricks and the stunts and the like. like I love fun. it all. I love it all. But it'd be way too much of that dictating what makes a good lip sync when a lip right. sync is about the lip sync. Right. You know, right. so that's what I just really would love to see. I would love to see girls just really get back to like getting on stage and doing, you know, the lip sync. Or yeah. if you're going to do all of those things, just, you know, I feel like girls just don't map out their performances like we yeah. maybe did, you know, like yeah. my performances are mapped out in my brain a little bit like, OK, this is the stage. This is how I'm going to work the stage. Mm -hmm. If there's a it's runway, like I'm only going to work the music run video yeah. in that moment. Yeah, yeah. like if, I'm, if there's a runway, I'm going to only work this runway once, one good time. And I can be walking back and forth. That, that, that's one thing I cannot stand. Once again, when you see like a new little girl performing or a new entertainer performing and there's a runway and they just walk up and down that runway, up and down that runway. And I'm just like, girl, find a place, fall into your like moment. Like, uh -huh. yeah, all the, the, the pacing back and forth. You look, you look nervous, child. I need people to just take just take a couple of beats before they start grabbing money. Just a couple beats and stop snatching money. But what's this? What's this? Like stop the, snatching money from people. The money's out, and then somebody has a dollar, and they go. 
Yeah, oh my God, yes. I And there's yeah. like four dollars. I'm like, baby, just 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 hold your money. Take your moment and really hold like your money. W- like it's almost like you know how I equate to grabbing money is it's almost like um the idea of like, you know, like and Beyonce's done it too before. Like, you know how like when you enter from the audience mm-hmm. and you're like singing. Right, you're shaking hands with people as you're like singing, and right. people are just like, "Oh my god!" And they're sh-, you know, that's how moment. you should be taking tips from people. Just give it the a idea uh, is just giving the people the moment, and right. you know, saying thank you and that, you know, yeah, right. like, like I can't stand the girls that be snatching, or excuse me, the entertainers who just be snatching the coins and don't be like, I'm like, girl, like have a little more like grace. And right. also stop walking out with your outfits on before you perform. Put a cover up on, please. I agree. Thank you for being here. Oh, this was amazing. Thank you for having me, honestly. And happy anniversary again. I'm so proud of you. I am so grateful that you were here for the anniversary. This makes it extra, extra special. Um, I just feel like... Um, I always feel like every time I see you, it's never like goodbye. It's always, I'll see you next oh, time. Oh, we always pick up right? where we left off. We you do. And I love I have that with you. And and to, this is nothing offense. You know, I've met a lot of the Drag Race girls and, you know, I, it's great. But there are very few I have what I have with you, like, where you just like, like, you know, Willem and I are really good friends. Mm-hmm. And we just always, like, we may not talk on the phone every day, but me and her just, right. you know, and I feel like that with you. Like, I just see you. And once again, like, we're in the room and we just lock eyes and go. Always. thank you all so much for listening to very delta special hello to everyone on youtube watching please subscribe to mom podcast so you do not miss an episode also search for very delta on your podcast apps where we come out every monday as well as here on the mom podcast youtube channel Send all your questions to readmedelta at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Delta Work. And where can people find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Dita Swag. You can also find me on Twitter, The Real Dita Swag. And I believe it's the same on TikTok too. You can also follow the show on Instagram at TikTok with uh, dedicated socials at Very Delta. Because if you're not, you're really only getting half the Delta. Mm. I will be here I will be back here next week with another guest. And until then, keep things very Delta. This episode of Very Delta was brought to you by Orange Diamond, the official emoji of the Very Delta show. To listen to Very Delta one day early and ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Delta Work and produced by Mark Jacobs. Engineered by Margot Padilla and editing by Doug Robertson. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Hold up. 